Welcome to A Voice of Reason with your host, Kathy Horton and Sherry Petro-Sardell. We are offered new opportunities for growth daily. And with new opportunities, challenges are presented. Together, we can address the challenges and explore these opportunities. Now, here's Kathy Horton with Sherry Petro-Sardell. Welcome to A Voice of Reason. This is Kathy Horton, and I am with Sherry Petro-Sardell. Well, New Year's Eve is right around the corner. Many of us make resolutions this time of year, but the success of following through on those resolutions is actually quite low. In the research I've done, it states that approximately 45% of Americans consistently make New Year's resolutions. There's only about an 8% success rate with resolutions. One study actually quoted a 20% failure rate after the first week and an 80% failure rate by the second week in February. Today, we'll talk about why resolutions fail, and we'll also share some helpful tools to successfully make the desired changes. So Sherry, New Year's resolutions seem to be a tradition for many. From your perspective, how many people are really successful in keeping them? Good question. I'm going to tell you right now, I have that after-holiday letdown where I have a cold. So please bear with my voice, and I am trusting I'm going to get through the show. But certainly, as you read with the statistics, there are not many people that have been successful. So I don't know many. Do you? I can't say I've been exposed to good examples of successful resolutions. Do you make New Year's resolutions? (laughs) Well, uh uh-oh. You know, I tend to avoid New Year's resolutions, but I don't know what makes this an avoidance topic for me. (laughs) Maybe the things that come to mind are things that I really don't want to take a look at. Mm -hmm. So what about you? (laughs) Um, I really don't make resolutions. What I do do is something I call, I create intentions. For some of you, that might sound like the very same thing, resolutions, intentions, just a different word. And certainly intentional creating has some similarities and has components that um, are very similar, but it's different because the components that create success in creating um, intentional actions and the ones that are the ones that we call new year's resolutions they seem to be doomed almost from the very beginning so i don't want that word resolutions in my vocabulary well i definitely want to hear more about intentions and i'm thinking our audience uh, would too because i definitely want to follow the successful path and we certainly don't want to be doomed no. <laughs> So, before I share some coaching advice on creating successful plans and for getting off to a great start in this new year, let's look at what makes resolutions not so successful. We'll start with some research from behavioral science field and brain science. Most of us don't think that the brain functioning and chemistry have much to do with whether we keep our resolutions, but guess what? It does. Hmm. Our thoughts create neural pathways in our brains. Neurons are fired to the brain, 
and our thoughts are fueled by them. So if a thought has been fired enough times, it will create a track or a neural pathway in the brain. Each and every time we think that same thought, we deepen the track, and it's so much easier to go to that place again. So this is how habits are formed. I often use an analogy in my coaching sessions and workshops of a train. Think of your brain as the train station. Thoughts thought enough fuel the train. Each of the thoughts puts us on a particular train track. It's a very and it's very difficult to derail that train. And some of you once you are on board and the train is moving, we know that you can't get off of a moving train very easily. Unless, of course, you can stop the train. Everyone knows it's really difficult to stop a moving train. It can even be dangerous. Paulo Calejo, the author of The Alchemist that I quote often, said, Life is a moving train, not a train station. And I really like that thought because our thoughts are moving all the time. And our thoughts create. So that is how thoughts become habits. Habits Remember, habits are created by thoughts that will then turn into behaviors that then turn into habits. Well, I love that analogy of the train and the train tracks. It uh, helps me visualize what's happening there. You know, all of that reminds me of a quote that we have in your book, A Voice Mm -hmm. of Reason. Yeah, it does. The quote is from Frank Outlaw, and he said, Watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Yeah, that really that really says so much when looking at how habits are formed, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. We all have literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of habits that were all created first by a thought. The thought that turned into an action, which repeated enough times, becomes the habit. Now, not all habits are bad habits. Most of us have a habit of brushing our teeth, and that's a very good habit. Our dentists approve of that habit, and so did our parents. Now, New Year's resolutions are about ending bad habits for the most part. It's about stopping the train, getting off, and hopping onto a new train, the train that is moving toward good habits, not bad habits. Well, aren't habits almost impossible to break? You know, for me, I think of addictions, overeating, and nail chewing. Hmm, those are some habits. <laughs> and, you know, and it seems to me um, they are often lifelong habits that come automatically. They are things we don't even have to think about because we've been on that train for so long. Mm-hmm. How about if you share something encouraging right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, what you said is true. Habits are things that we have done enough times that they are automatic. We don't ever think about a habit. So everything you just said is true. Yet I do have some good encouraging news. There are ways to get on the right train. There are ways to have improvements in your life and to get on a new train where the destination is going where you want it. 
So the rest of the show is all about doing just that. We want to talk about how you get on the right train, firing the right um, neurons to your brain to create new habits that are good and healthy for you. Habits are hard to break because they are conditioned behaviors. We do them, as you said, without even thinking. So for the next few minutes, we're going to look at some tried and true methods that have been proven to create successful results. Before we start our coaching session on successfully achieving your New Year intentions, not resolutions, let me give you some stats that may convince you to try something different this year. You already spoke about the the causal rate, the cause and effect. It doesn't look good. It's estimated that nearly half of the people in America will consider or make New Year's resolutions. But 8 to 10% of them will not be able to, um, will be the only ones that can keep them. And then over time, they can't keep them. This is just not a good success rate. So I don't know why we keep doing New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Maybe it's a habit. Uh, Maybe. So, you know, besides conditionings and the neurons firing in our brain, what are some other reasons why resolutions just don't work? You know, I think there are more reasons than I have time to talk about or can even think of. And besides, I want to talk to you about what does work. That's great. Yeah, that is a great question, Kathy, because many of us need to be convinced to try something new. Otherwise, we will stay with our old habits. I think part of the persuasion that can help us move to a different way of thinking is to get enough information that will quite possibly cause one to say, oh, now I know why that didn't work. It's because it's not necessarily because I lack determination or discipline or I'm weak. Because you know what, just thinking that about yourself is a recipe for failure. Because remember, thoughts create. Mm, Good point. So one of the biggest culprits is not having a success plan. Often you make a New Year's resolution, but you have no plan. So I often talk about to my coaching clients about the idea um, of setting off on a 20 to 30 year road trip. Let's say that's the part of your life when you're working on your career and your goals not knowing where you're going and why you even want to go there. Imagine what the trip would like look like if you just get up every day, get in your car, and you start driving without a plan, a map, without consideration of finances, about the where you want to go and what you want to accomplish um, on that road trip, not really knowing why you're in the car. That is exactly what people do with their life when they don't create plans. You know, 20 to 30 years without a real plan for where (laughs) we're going just seems downright painful to me. It is for many of us. I just can't imagine such a thing. (laughs) Well, this is what many of us do on the road trip of our life. We just think it'll happen. Our life can be defined by our dreams. Our dreams are designed by our goals. And our goals are fueled by our intentions. All right. So what I, what I hear you saying is that we need a plan. Is that correct? 
Yes, we need a plan, but not just any plan. It must be a SMART plan. Well, SMART, the acronym for SMART is Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Based. Now, Kathy, I know in your life as um, a consultant and team manager in the software field that you had to set and achieve goals with your teams all the time. Can you tell us how you coach them to success with your plan? Well, for me, it was always important to review the objectives and the delivery items that we had as a team. Now, I wanted to see where each individual team member played a role in our overall success. I always felt it was important to have a conversation to understand what team members were passionate about. Yep. I wanted to understand the unique qualification that each team member brought to our team. And I always strive to challenge those team members to bring an element of individual creativity to our objectives. So in doing so, it was my belief that each person could identify with their contributions in our overall success. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a real team approach, a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they supported me quite a bit in the whole <laughs> process. <laughs> So, can you share with us another culprit for failing resolutions? Well, I found trying to do it by yourself without support almost guarantee failure. That's what I heard in what you did with your teams, that there was a lot of support. It has been proven over and over again in multiple research studies that success depends greatly on the support and accountability one has. You know, in the Western world, there's just so much emphasis on being independent, doing it for yourself, by yourself, and there's some merits to that. But when we want to be successful, the best thing to do is to do it with others. We can learn much from other societies that teach and live interdependently. That means that they work with each other to support each other. We really are pack animals. We forget sometimes that the creator created us to be connected. And of all of creation, the time it takes for us to leave the nest is the longest of any of the species. We are tribe people. And programs that have proven success and have been success stories for people are ones that are about support, Weight Watchers, 12-step programs. They all have plans, but the plans are about always including support. If you want to create a new habit, don't try to do it by yourself. Hmm. Get a buddy, a support buddy, but make sure you get a support buddy who is positive and all for you. Athletes, executives, performers, public speakers all know the benefits of having a coach, a support team to achieve what they want to achieve. And I tell you, everyone can benefit from having a coach. Well, Sherry, you started your career in the world of psychotherapy, and then somewhere along the way, you became interested in life coaching. Is that correct? Yes, that is. So could you help us all understand the difference between therapy and coaching? Well, I enjoy both, and certainly there are some similarities. 
The main ones are that both in therapy and in coaching, support is present and both give new perspectives and clarity. But after years of being in the field of psychotherapy and helping people unravel the parts of their um, lives that cause them pain and confusion and troubled situations, and it was kind of always looking backward. Then when we would do that and they would come to a point where they were feeling that they had resolved many of their issues, they wanted to move on. We, they would come to a point with me and they'd say, well, what now? I call it the what now moment. The what now moment is now that I have more of an understanding of my unconscious motivations and I've released some of my baggage that I've been carrying around with me that does not serve me, I'm ready to move forward. So then how do you do that, I asked. I wanted to be a part of watching the people take the next step also, I have to admit. Watching them go through all the pain and unraveling, it was much, much and very enticing for me to say, now I want to see what you can do with it. So coaching opened up that door for me. Actually, it began when I personally hired a life coach for myself. And then for sure, I became a believer. I then went on to get training to become a certified life coach. So can you help us all understand the difference? Oh, you know, actually, it's not really the difference. Could you help us with the definition mm, yeah. of life coaching? Um, so we, we really get what, what we would expect from that life coach. Okay. So life coaches are your support person that can help you move forward in your life. We help you set goals that come from your intentions, both personally and professionally, that will give you success, um, but also will give you a sense of control over your own destiny because you're setting those goals and you're creating them out of your passion. So that sounds to me like something we could all benefit from. You know, we can use help in our efforts to move in a more positive direction. And I know personally, I'm a recipient of your coaching, and it's been a very positive experience for me. Now, I know we've talked about this before, but you've helped me be much clearer with my intentions. I'm better at saying no when I mean no, and I am much better at clearly communicating my expectations. Mm -hmm. I know there is more improvement that can be made. Mm -hmm. Always, for all (laughs) of us. You know, I've experienced tremendous growth in this area with your support. So thanks, Sherry, for that. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Also, as a team leader for many years in the corporate world, I've had many opportunities to coach others. And I've enjoyed with great pleasure seeing many succeed in their careers with the achievement of their professional goals. So, Sherry, can you help us understand what a typical coaching client would look like and What are some of the things that people want coaching on? Well, the typical coaching client is the one who has a strong desire to be successful. Many of my clients are people who want to achieve a desired outcome. They want more from their life. They want to grow and they want to make it easier. In the coaching arena, we identify six areas where you might come in for coaching might be physical, financial, personal, professional, relational, and spiritual. This is the arenas of coaching. 
A coach doesn't need to be an expert in each of these fields, yet what we do need to be is an expert in possibilities. There was an article in Newsweek magazine that described a life coach in this way. Part consultant, part motivational speaker, part therapist, and part rent-a-friend. Wow, that's a lot of hot hats to wear, but I know that's something you do well. Some may say, well, I really already have a great friend, so I don't need a coach. Just remember the problem with the idea that you use your friend as your coach is that that can cause the friend sometimes, because it's your friend, to not always be able to be objective, There might even be a hesitancy to say what could be helpful because they don't want to put the friendship in risk. This is different with a life coach. A life coach should never be afraid to tell you the truth. And I guess I'm ready to be fired at any time. (laughs) So what else besides support and accountability make life coaching so popular these days? Life coaching is successful when there's a sort of synergy between the coach and the client, which helps the client believe in their own ability and potential. I often say, I'm just here to pass the dessert tray of life, all the possibilities. You get to choose your dessert, or you can pass it up altogether. That's your choice. So, Sherry, thanks for all the great information. It's time for a short break. I encourage you to click on a Voice of Reason in the show links section. Check out Sherry's book and blog, and we'll see you on the other side of our break. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Life carries many uncertainties. Just when we think we may know where we are headed or think we have what we need, life happens and we are redirected. Join host Trina Wines each week for Life Happens, Let's Talk. By hearing stories from people just like you, as well as guest experts who can help, you'll arrive at your own understanding of the role you play in creating the outcome of your life. Listen live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to a Voice of Reason. 
To reach the show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd prefer to connect via email, our address is info at avoiceofreasonbook.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back to A Voice of Reason on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So Sherry, thanks so much for giving our listeners a better understanding of life coaching. Now, for now, let's get back to resolutions versus intentions. What's the difference? I'm glad you asked that question because the difference can be in, in you succeeding in 2018 or not. The late Wayne Dyer in his book, The Power of Intention, wrote this. Intention is a strong purpose accompanied by a determination to produce a desired result. The key word in this is for me is purpose. Passion is what fuels our purpose. Often resolutions are not about passions. Very seldom do you ever hear someone speak of their New Year's resolution with passion. Oh, I am so excited about quitting smoking. It's been a <laughs> lifelong desire and dream of mine. Uh-uh. Usually, resolutions are more about I have to. There is no passion in have tos. Well, that makes sense to me. <laughs> so I'm really fond of the term creative intention setting. New Year's resolutions um, have the have-to effort to it. Creative intentions are all about possibilities. New Year resolutions emphasize the negative. Oh, no, I have to lose weight. Oh, no, I have to quit smoking. Creative intentions are about the positive I get to. I'm so excited. New Year resolutions are about willpower and discipline. None of us get too excited about that when those words are put in our face. Creative intentions are about imagination. You know, Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Now, this is coming from Albert Einstein. Hmm. Imagination is more important than knowledge. New Year's resolutions are about fixing something that is broke. And that begins with a premise that that we're broke. There's something wrong with us. And whenever we start that way, we introduce guilt and shame into it. Guilt and shame and the negative are not good motivators. They don't work. Creative Intentions recognizes our humanness and our human potential for positive change. That's the difference. Hmm. Well, I very much appreciate that explanation. Now, everything you say about creative intentions for me creates curiosity, excitement, and a bit of wonder. This, um, you know, coming up, I'd like to see what a creative intention would look like. Okay. Well... It would begin with a positive statement or affirmation. That's one of passion. So let's say in your old way of making resolutions, you say, I am going to lose 10 pounds. In uh, creating a positive intention, you would affirm your intention that would be in the positive light, such as I am going to have a healthier lifestyle. And that includes feeling better about my body. That's my passion. 
Can you hear the difference? I'm going to lose 10 pounds versus I'm going to create a healthier lifestyle, a healthier body. Mm-hmm, definitely. So lose 10 pounds, have a healthy life. Next, we borrow tips from the coaching model. We start to create a SMART plan. Remember, a SMART plan is specific. Be specific about your desire. What is your passion as you move forward to achieve this? Measurable. It could be in pounds. It could be in inches. Or it could just be in feeling better. Having more energy. Attainable. Attainable means you need to make it possible and realistic. Relevant. Ask, does this match my passion and my desire? Time-based. I give myself two months to achieve my goal. And this is how I plan to be successful. I will walk outside in fresh air at least three times a week for 15 minutes or more. I will go out to eat only two times a week. The rest of my days, I will prepare healthy meals. Oh, and you know what? I think I'll ask my friend if she wants to join me for the walks. I might even ask her if we can prepare menus together for sharing recipes. Passion, plan, positive, support. These are the components of success. Well, (laughs) that all sounds fantastic, of course, other than your cough. (laughs) But your words, all fantastic and positive. So thanks so much for bringing a positive spin to creating the change we want in our lives. Now, I thought maybe it would be fun to have a little coaching session. I'm thinking I might have to be the coach here. (laughs) (laughs) So I might have to be successful all on my own. (laughs) Okay, well, let's see what happens, okay? All right. I'm game. So, Kathy, let's say you want to make a creative intention for 2018. What arena would you like to set it in? Physical, relational, personal, professional, financial, spiritual? So... I just want to take a moment here. I want to remind you that you made all of this sound so very positive. So yes, I'm ready to be coached. And I'm going to choose um, the physical arena. And I'm going to steal from the example that you used earlier. So, you know, it's the holiday season and I love good food and good wine. I've been overindulging a bit, so I would like to lose 10 pounds by March. You know, I have travel plans to be in Costa Rica, and when I'm there, I'm in a bathing suit quite a bit. I'd like to be comfortable and confident in my bathing suit, and I would really like to be prepared early for the spring biking season. Okay. This is a good coaching arena because so many people make New Year's resolutions about exercising and healthier bodies and losing weight. So the first thing I heard, we always go to the passion. I heard you have a passion about good food and wine. Mm, Definitely true. And you're also (laughs) passionate about your cycling and being in good shape. It's true. And you want to look good. You're passionate about looking good on the beach. (laughs) That's all fair to say. So we begin with that. That's what motivates you, the excitement of the passion, not I have to lose 10 pounds. So now the next thing that we do is we create a statement, a positive statement around your passion. So can you think of something that you would say, and we call them affirmations. So something around affirming um, your passion. 
All right. Well, you know, um, I've I've been hanging around with you, so I think I've got this. But how about this? I affirm that it is my desire to have a healthy body weight Good. for my Costa Rica trip Good. and for the spring biking season. <clears throat> Love it. I affirm that I will continue to enjoy great tasting food and wine throughout the winter, mm-hmm. but I will do so in a way that aligns with my intention for a healthy body. How does that feel? How does that feel saying that um, versus saying I have to lose 10 pounds before March? <laughs> it sounds a heck of a lot easier because I already know I'm not giving up my passions exactly. of good food and good wine, but um, but I know I need to uh, to balance things uh, proportionately so I can uh, achieve my goal. Absolutely. So what you're seeing now, I'm hoping the audience is hearing it, not seeing it, but what you're hearing now is starting your New Year's creative intention with a statement of passion and positivity. Remember, you will not motivate somebody to stay with it or achieve a goal when it's all about guilt and shame and taking things away. We want your statement of intention for 2018 to be one that is filled with positive intention. And you did that. Now, the next thing is what I talked about is that you don't go on a road trip um, without a plan. You have a map, you know, where you're going to stop, you know, the finances that you have. So now it would be in your best interest, Kathy, to sit down and create a plan that would, of course, include support. Because support is the other most important thing that we need when we're going to achieve our goals. So what could the plan be? Remember, it needs to be specific and we need to be able to measure it. And it's it's, um, attainable and relevant to the goal. <clears throat> and time-based. So can you kind of put this together? I, I know you've been around coaching a little bit, and so because of time, we're squenching it together. In a coaching session, you'd have an hour. But can you kind of put a plan together how you might do this? Well, let me just mention a couple of things that uh, popped to my mind because um, I'm definitely affirming that I am still going to enjoy my good food <laughs> and my good wine. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the things that I want to um, I want to change is mm-hmm. that I'm not going to go for seconds. So oh, I think that great. that'll be one thing that uh, will help me. And um, you know, while there's still Christmas cookies in the house, instead oh, yeah. of mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of grabbing three cookies, I'm only going to grab two. How's that for the start of my plan? That is really good. And you can see it's specific. It's specific says that I will not take seconds, but I will enjoy everything that I'm having. So there's no deprivation there. And I will still get it. I just won't have as much of it. With that, you've created an energy, a synergy of success. Now, um, I'd like to hear who's going to support you, where where does the support come in? You know, I have a couple of people in mind that I'm going to reach out to. So um, certainly one of the people is you, but okay. also I'll there's... i watching your portions. <laughs> Uh-oh. But um, also there's a, a friend of mine that has uh, done an incredible job 
of losing quite a bit of weight mm-hmm. and has been so good all through this holiday season. And I think she could be a great support for me. That is perfect. So now as you take a look at what a coaching session would be like in terms of creating a successful intention for the new year, you notice that it, please notice it begins with a passion, not a have to, something you're excited about achieving, and then create a positive affirmation for it that will keep you excited about it. Create a plan. The plan must be specific, and in that, it must have a time-based element to it. I heard you say March. Is that Was that where your time-based yes. was? Yeah, I'm giving myself a good amount of time, and mm-hmm. I figure the spring biking season uh, won't start till March or April, mm-hmm. so... I think that's uh, that's That's a good plan. A really good plan. So, and then the support. So remember, when you're creating your New Year's intentions, not resolutions, include all of these things, these elements in it. And let me tell you, you have more of a chance of being successful than if you just did a New Year's resolution. It is a good plan. Well... Interestingly enough, I have to say, I even have a smile on my face and we were talking about losing weight. I don't know if those two go together. (laughs) You're seeing yourself in that bathing suit, (laughs) looking good. Well, you know, it's time for a short break. I encourage you to click on a voice of reason in the show links section. You can sign up for our mailing list and you can check out our workshop offering. We will see you on the other side of our break. Stay with us to hear encouragement in creating your intentions. You are listening to A Voice of Reason on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health, and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to A Voice of Reason. To reach the show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd prefer to connect via email, our address is info at avoiceofreasonbook.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back to A Voice of Reason on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. No, Sherry, all of this talk of creative intentions has been very uplifting for me. I mean, the energy around staying positive with the changes we want to make seems like such a good approach. Yeah. And it makes sense to me that what causes most resolutions to fail is a negative approach that can bring, it, it just brings dread even mm-hmm. in just addressing the topic. Yep, you're right. So I can see where applying creative intentions can be of value in all areas of our lives. I wish I had better understood this terminology in my management days, Mm -hmm. really helping people tap into positive possibilities and their imagination helps inspire creativity. With a great, for me, this would be a great approach for managers to use to set goals and intentions. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch things a bit. So another okay. topic all in right. all of this that comes to mind <clears throat> okay. is nagging. Nagging. <laughs> yeah. So now this again, it's probably a stretch, but I can see where if you felt somebody was nagging you regarding a change. Mm-hmm. Replacing that nagging comment, that comment with a creative intention could be a benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you did not re- react emotionally to the nagging mm-hmm. statement and you could keep your wits about you, mm-hmm. <laughs> keep your mind in check, then you could reframe the statement using a creative intention. Mm-hmm. So would that be helpful? Am I on the right path here? Yes, I think you are. I think um, as a team leader um, or a support person in any in your field or anywhere, is that if you um, inspired people and coached people um, with positivity versus negativity that feels like nagging, that would be very helpful. <clears throat> but as you were talking about that, the nagging um, thought for me was, how we nag ourselves. I think that's the worst nagging in the world. So I'm going to lose 10 pounds and then you eat another Christmas cookie and then you nag at yourself. You know, how stupid was that? You really don't want to lose weight and nag, nag, nag. Um, that is a that is a negative that will not motivate us to a positive. So I do, I thank you for bringing that in. I wouldn't have thought about that as I would be talking to coach about coaching um, intentions if you hadn't brought that in. So what I'm gathering from all of this is that we first need to pay attention to our own nagging thoughts and yeah. turn those into positive intentions. Yeah. So once we do that, um, I believe it's going to be easier uh, easier for us to hear others' negativity and shift the energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. And if you're coaching someone, if you do it in a positive, they're going to be more responsive to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, I've heard you say we need to ask what, 
when, and how questions to Mm -hmm. best define our goal or goals. Mm -hmm. Yes, coaching is all about asking the right questions. So notice, Kathy left out why. Here's why. Here's why we don't ask why questions. Can you think of a time when you were asked why that it didn't put you on a defensive? You know, when children are growing up, they're often asked why, and it's usually because they're in trouble. Jimmy, why did you pull your sister's hair? Uh Uh-oh. Susie, why are you out of your seat? We don't usually hear why you are such a good little girl or boy, now do we? Usually why puts us on the defensive, we're in trouble. So our brain is now programmed to go on defensive when we hear why. When that happens, we start trying to find excuses and make up stories to defend ourselves, or with fight, flight, or freeze, we'll fight about it. So in the world of coaching, many questions are asked but not why ones. So coaching is, for me, like the game of Jeopardy. The answers are always found in the questions. Mm -hmm. A well-asked question can lead one into a treasure chest of possibilities. One of the best ways to get get at the heart of a difficult situation is to possess the ability to ask good questions. Questions should be thought out and not put and not put someone on the defensive. But more than um, defensiveness, what we want to do is open curiosity. Questions can open the world of curiosity, and when we do that, we find imagination and solutions. So. If I start with what, you know, the first thing I think of is what is our goal? And, you know, I know often folks need some assistance in defining their goals. A life coach such as Sherry or a mentor that has achieved the kind of uh, success that you are striving for is certainly a good starting point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and if you're defining a work-related goal or goals, always consider an associate that can assist you in building your network. Good connections are a great way to improve your odds of success. So identify exactly what you are trying to accomplish. Use specific details. This will make the goal easier to understand and consequently easier to achieve. Mm -hmm. Remember to frame the goal in the form of a positive creative intention. Yes. Here are some questions to keep in mind. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? The answers to these questions help put things in perspective and can provide some clarification. Yep. And here's some other what questions. What will I do with all my success? What will it take to turn my dream into a reality? What may I have to give up to achieve this dream? Remember, life is like the game of Jeopardy. Answers are in the questions. Uh, Those are some great questions. So when creating a SMART plan, our goals need to be relevant and time-based. Setting goals is just making wishes if there's no plan attached. Consider the scope of your goals and come up with a reasonable amount of time in which to achieve them. 
Setting milestones throughout your journey can be a great motivator, and it helps break that ultimate goal into smaller, more attainable (coughs) checkpoints. You know, so even with my goal of losing 10 pounds, I look to lose five by the end of January. Mm -hmm. So I think what you're saying is that, remember, intentions um, are what fuels your goals. So what you're talking about is to make our goals doable and manageable for ultimate success. Is that right? Yes. So when setting, when you're setting goals, it's important to ask yourself, what makes this goal important to you? Mm-hmm. The answer to this question gives your goal a true purpose and a sense of direction. The answer can provide valuable motivation and it'll make the achievement more fulfilling. Yes, Um, that's where we go to the passion piece of it. Napoleon Hill, who's one of my favorite guys, my go-to guy when it comes to success and motivation, many of you probably remember he's the author of Think and Grow Rich and many, many other books on motivation and success. He made many millionaires millionaires with his plan. Well, he reminds us that we should always have a plan to give back a portion of our success. So I want to include this in goal planning because it will really create um, the window of success for you. So I suggest when setting goals, the first thing you do is write down how you will give back to the world when you are successful. Successful people understand this principle, they pay it forward, That is the energy that will fuel the success. Maybe this principle is what makes them successful. I don't know, but it's an important principle to include in goal setting. Hmm. Great thoughts. So, you know, another important question to ask when setting goals is how. How do you plan to achieve the stated goal or goals? Create a plan with actionable steps to keep you focused on the end goal just as Sherry did with me earlier. Setting goals for your creative intentions is more than just making a wish list. Ask the right questions so that you understand what truly motivates you, and then add the smart details. Setting goals in the short term and the long term, both professionally and personally, increase your odds for achieving success. Yep. So remember, goal setting comes after you've created your positive intention. Let me remind you of how to set an intention. Begin with something that you are passionate about. Create a statement that is positive. Create a smart plan. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Get support. This will help you be the best version of the highest vision you've ever had for yourself and will make you successful in the new year. Often New Year resolutions are all about what you think you should be doing, not what you want to achieve. New Year's resolutions are about getting something, giving something up, and then or taking something away. Really? Who wants to commit to that? Mm. That energy doesn't even feel right. So resolutions often lack meaning and personal relevance. So it's no wonder they run out of steam. This is a really good time to give up New Year's resolutions. 
and create a positive intention which is motivated by bringing more fulfillment and a sense of your own well-being. You know, that all sounds fantastic, and it brings all this content together. So as we come to the close on the year 2017 and close this program, may I remind you of something Kathy mentioned, wishes. Wishes will not make you successful. Wishes are just wishes without a plan. As a coach, I have set an intention to help people turn their dreams into reality. This is one of my passions. Please remember from the words of the alchemist, the world's greatest lie is that you do not hold the key to your own destiny. That is a lie. And also from the alchemist, when you want something, all the universe conspires to help you achieve that. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, don't be pushed by your problems. Be led by your dreams. I encourage you to consider creating an intention to enjoy your life by bringing peace and joy wherever and whenever possible. This is my 2018 intention. It is fueled by my passion to be a contribution and live a peaceful, joy-filled life. Happy New Year's, everyone. You know, I love that you are setting the intention of enjoying your life. I, I do encourage uh, everyone to do so. It's a great, wonderful, positive, creative intention. So we hope in this hour we've piqued your interest in taking a look at the positive changes you want to make in your life and how to apply creative intentions to keep the whole process positive. Tune in next week and we're going to take a look at intuition and how to better tap into what your spirit is telling you. Always remember, you are here on purpose for purpose. We wish you a very, very happy new year. Thank you very much for listening in. And remember to send us your thoughts as every discussion improves with more perspective. We look forward to hearing yours. Thank you for tuning in this week to A Voice of Reason. Please join your host, Kathy Horton and Sherry Petro-Serdell for another edition next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a terrific week.